0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tipped Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two fantasy inept co-hosts. That's- to my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. And behind the computer, making a sound mediocre at best, it is Bruce, the tugboat Vinditty. What's up? This will be our first installation of our Fantasy Frenzy episode where we will give you guys all of the fantasy advice that you probably don't need going into week two of the NFL season. At least not from us. Yeah, no <laughs> We all suck. But first, quick recap of Monday nights. I'm not even going to call that a football game. I will call that a shit show where somehow the scumbag in Geno Smith Defeated their arch nemesis Russell Wilson at home.
1: You know what? And I'm supporting. I'm I'm happy uh, for Geno Smith. I I I really am. I'm happy for the guy. He he's been getting slack for five years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he earned a starting job basically because there's nobody else there. And um, good for him. Swung his dick around. I just want to know when exactly when is Russell Wilson going to show up? Is he done? I don't know. Is he done? It's not done. Uh, Is it the injury? Is it just lack of uh, playing time? I I just, I I hate it when these guys don't play in the preseason. I feel like it's in there somewhere. He's just, huh? He's still, I feel like he's still just trying to fit in with that whole scheme going on in
0: Denver right now. I agree with Bruce. I think it's just, one, there's a ton of emotion going into that game. Yeah. Two, it's a whole new coaching staff, it's a whole new offense it's a whole new playbook it's a whole new everything and i think probably by week three or four we'll see the russell wilson that we know from yesteryear so but i'll say this much
1: count them out
0: i'll say this much i think seattle's defense looked absolutely fantastic and i was not expecting that uh i think seattle's receiving core looked better than expected dk metcalf was an absolute animal geno smith played very well for one hand of cards he was dealt, which was what we thought was going to be a shit show. So am I ready to buy in on the Seahawks yet? No. Uh, Am I ready to sell on the Broncos yet? No. Jerry Judy looked like an absolute monster. Let's let's, let's
1: really be real about the whole thing. They turned the ball over twice within the five-yard line. Well, I said I was texting him. That should have been a blowout. I was texting him during the game, and I was like, is
0: Geno Smith either – really good, or is Denver just – their defense just is is not there? It just is – like, where is it? (laughs) I mean, Uh, overall, I think that that was the perfect example of uh, a team that wasn't ready to go in Denver, a team that didn't play their starters in the preseason in Denver, and a lot of week one rust. I I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are better than the Denver Broncos. Um, That's it in a nutshell. Uh, As far as takeaways from that game – Uh, Jerry Judy's good. DK Metcalf is good. Uh, And Seattle's defense, I think, is better than expected. Other than that, I would take most of what we saw Monday night with a grain of salt because I'm not going to sit here and say start Geno Smith in your your fantasy league. I'm not going to say that. At the end of the day, I would still start Russell Wilson if I had him for fantasy. So, right. Take from that game what you will with a grain of salt. Uh, Other than that, we need to start off by talking about what will be tonight's matchup, which is the Chiefs versus the Chargers. The Chargers have officially said that Keenan Allen will not play on Thursday night. So what does that mean? A few things. One, if you have Mike Williams, he's a must start. Uh, I think that he's going to get utilized a lot more than he did in week one, where he was Pretty ineffective for the most part, but without Keenan Allen and also tight end Donald Parham will also be missing tomorrow night's game. They're going to have to utilize Mike Williams in that offense. And also, for Austin Eckler owners like myself, realistically, this is one of the best things that could happen because they're going to have to up Eckler's target share, missing their number one option as far as wide receivers go. Obviously... If you have Patrick Mahomes, you're starting him. Obviously, after the week that Edwards-Hilaire had last week, you're starting him. As far as Chiefs receivers go, I think we can pump the brakes on Sky more a little bit. There's a lot of options there. And personally for me, I'm not playing him this week against that Chargers defense. Chargers secondary is stout. I don't think Mahomes is going to have an out of body game like he did last week. I think he's going to play like you would expect Patrick Mahomes to play, but that Chargers defense has to be respected. Is it at Los Angeles? It's or in, no? it's in, arrow. in Arrowhead. The game will be in arrow. In
1: Arrowhead? Take Arrowhead. Take every Chiefs guy you can take. It'll be loud. It'll be obnoxious. I see the Chiefs beating the Chargers. Well, the
0: Chiefs are a four point favorite. Yes. And I don't think I would take that. I think I'll, this game. I'll,
1: I'll, t- I'll take the Chiefs, give it to the four.
0: Well, I'm going to disagree. I think that right. the Chargers defense has the answers for the Chiefs. After what okay. we saw out of the Chargers in week one, um, it's not going to be the absolute frenzy that we saw. Okay. It as far as Chiefs receivers go, I trust one guy to put up viable fantasy points this week against that Chargers D and against that secondary, and that is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Also, absolutely. If if you're gonna play Edwards Hilaire which I think you have to play him. Be careful because that last week he put up monster numbers. I mean, Jesus, I, I you just can't trust him because realistically, outside of his two receiving touchdowns, yardage wasn't there for him. The front seven of of the ch- chargers is going to be stout. And don't expect a ton of yards. If he gets the red zone carries, if he gets the red zone looks, you'll be happy, but be very careful playing Edwards-Hilaire against this defense.
1: I I like Pacheco, actually, against that defense more than Edwards-Hilaire. I see Edwards-Hilaire taking more of a third down. Yes, but you can't start Isaac Pacheco. I'm telling you, he's going to be the guy running in between the tackles. He runs hard, he's tough, he's big, and he's wearing Tariq Hill's number. (laughs) That's enough for Are me. you saying this right now because this is what he offered me in the trade. No. Anyway, <laughs> knew. Um,
0: also, Chiefs kicker Harrison Bucker will not play this week. He is considered a week to week with a high ankle injury. So if you have Harrison Bucker, go out there, get on the waiver wire, and find your kicker ASAP, because otherwise you're going to be screwed for tomorrow night. Also, Alan Lazard is going to give Aaron Rodgers another target. He returned to practice this week. And he will be playing, uh, according to Coach Matt LaFleur. So, that means a couple of things. Mm. One, you might actually have a viable receiver for Aaron Rodgers this week. I did trade Aaron Rodgers away this morning because the Packers offense showed me nothing last week. And I'm not going to sit back and wait for them to show me something. Aaron Rodgers... You could have waited another week. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a top 12 fantasy quarterback this year. That's, that's, that's plain and simple. He's not going to show those numbers. So move on. I personally moved on from Aaron Rodgers. I think that you should too. If you are, have him in your fantasy league, most people aren't starting Aaron Rodgers this year in fantasy because he does not have one very, very solid viable weapon. At the end of the day, The Packers' leading point getter getter last week was A.J. Dillon. Like, you're you're not going to be effective if your number one receiver is your backup running back. So hopefully Alan Lazard brings something to the table for Aaron Rodgers. And if you have Lazard, this week, realistically, in a matchup against the – I just blanked. In a matchup against the Bears – I couldn't remember what shitty team they were playing this week. Even the Bears are one and even though the Bears are one and zero, oh, I don't expect much out of them. Uh,
1: if anybody's <laughs> got any brains, you shit Justin Fields this week.
0: Sit, yeah. Well, I mean Justin uh, Fields Green Bay is gonna come back uh, very hard this Justin week. Justin Fields in that game is pretty much an automatic. Realistically, outside of Darnell Mooney, if you want to roll the dice on another week, there's not. In my eyes, there's not a bear that's viable to start this week against the Packers. With that said, if Alan Lazard is active, he is going to have to be Aaron Rodgers' number one, and you probably want to start Aaron Rodgers' number one. Personally, I am a Darnell Mooney owner, and I probably, if I had Alan Lazard, would start him over Mooney this week, Mm -hmm. just because Fields did not even look in Mooney's direction last week. It was fucking atrocious. And the Bears put up good points in the second half. Even though it was a monsoon, you gotta sit there and ask yourself, is this Bears offense good enough to produce a viable fantasy option? And the answer to that is we just don't know.
1: Good, good match. Pence you have uh, Philadelphia at home against the Minnesota Vikings coming into town, who actually looked real good last week. The Vikings did look real so good. I say last week. start Kirk Cousins this week. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. If Jared Goff could put up a couple touchdowns on that defense, Kirk Cousins should be able to. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. Um, As far as Vikings go, you are starting Kirk Cousins, you are starting Dalvin Cook, you are starting Justin Jefferson, but the one that's interesting to me is Adam Thielen this week against against the Eagles. I think he's going to get open. I think he's going to have a good portion of the target share. I think Adam Thielen. It really
1: doesn't even matter. I, Justin Jefferson is the guy, and and he's incredible. And it doesn't even matter if you're rolling coverage toward him; he he's just that good.
0: I agree. Yeah. With that said, Thielen kind of had a little bit of a slow game. He should be wide
1: open this game
0: here in Week One. He was three receptions for 36 yards, and at the end of the day. I, I think Thielen will be a big part of the offense in week two against Philly. Philly is obviously going to play Darius Slay hard on Justin Jefferson. Right. Justin Jefferson will still win that battle because you can put Jesus Christ on him and he would perform well. But as far as Adam Thielen goes, they don't have that many options to play coverage on him. So realistically, do I think Justin Jefferson is going to have 180 yards and two touchdowns this week? No. You have to start him, though. Adam Thielen will be a viable number 2 wide receiver option this week against Philadelphia, just because I don't think you have that many other options there. Staying in the NFC North, DeAndre Swift is being considered day-to-day after picking up an injury late in Sunday's game. That is going to be a situation to monitor closely. He had a great week one. Uh, He's currently third in rushing yards, so keep an eye out for that one. If not, if DeAndre Swift is out, for Week Two, after the way he played in Week One, you have to consider Jamal Williams a viable running back too. And personally, I think you have to start him if if Swift I, is I, out.
1: You never know; they might even this might be Craig Reynolds.
0: Now, I think Craig I Reynolds. Be. I think Craig Reynolds will be used, but I was gonna say, yeah, they'll probably throw him out there, right? But, but. the way Jamal Williams played in Week One, if Swift's out. You, you got to give him that start. Now, the Swift injury, there's not much information on it at the moment, um, but I I haven't even they've considered him day-to-day this. at this point, so that is something you need to keep an eye on going into the weekend. Uh, also, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins has hit the injury report. Uh, he is making his way through concussion protocol and he got back to practice today in a limited fashion. They said his status for Sunday's game is still in question. Um, If T. Higgins is out and you are a Tyler Boyd owner, I I would have to say you got to play the guy because Jamar Chase can only do so much. Joe Mixon, he was utilized in both the run and the pass game, but Joe Burrow's going to need a second option, especially coming off of that week one debacle at pittsburgh and so i think tyler Boyd could pick up pick up a decent chunk of t higgins target share if he does miss sunday again he is day-to-day so that is another situation to monitor which uh speaking of pittsburgh uh tj watt so you yeah, not have to have surgery right? that is that is big for steelers defense owners or anyone playing idp uh I'm in the tip league i'm pretty sure if i'm not mistaken tj watt will be sidelined six weeks. No, I don't. Never mind. Six weeks with a torn pack He did not tear the tendon, which is the key, which means the injury should heal up on its own. He doesn't require any major surgery, and he will not miss the entire season. So that is big news if you are a Steelers D owner or you play IDP because T.J. Watt, about halfway through, will be back on the field. Also. Lucky son of a bitch. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Let's talk QBs real quick, okay? So if you're one of those guys on the bubble who needs a quarterback start this week, this is my favorites going into this week. Realistically, I'm a huge fan of Carson Wentz playing the Lions if you need to stream a QB this week. If you are a Dak Prescott owner, and he is obviously going to miss an extended period of time, if you are a Aaron Rodgers owner, who just, you're not sold on playing him this week. Carson Wentz against the Lions. He is consensus rank 16 going into this week. And realistically, the Commanders looked much better than everybody expected last week, right? And Jalen Hurts obviously made most of his money against the Lions on his feet last week. But I really don't think this Lions secondary has an answer for, for any sort of even mid range offense at the moment, I think Wentz could come in. I think Curtis Samuel could have a big week. Antonio Gibson, I think it's almost a guarantee
1: he'll have another monster week against the Lions. I mean, look at what. What, what you got to watch out for is the second receivers, is what you got to watch out for. Well, yeah,
0: and that's why Which I think. Is, uh, Dotson. Well, I think Dotson has another big week. I think Curtis Samuel has another big week. Um, We'll see if they can implement McLaurin a little bit more. But I think real... McLaurin's the one drawing the coverage. Exactly. So Uh, that's why you see Dotson wide open. And I think Dotson will have another big week. Realistically, against the Lions, after what their defense showed me last week, I'm starting Dotson. I'm starting Curtis Samuel maybe in a flex play. I don't know if I would go say he's a wide receiver too. But if you have him and you can flex him out. Gibson should have a big game. Yeah,
1: Gibson should have a huge game.
0: And I think Gibson, again, will have another good game. Another interesting quarterback play to me this week is
1: Tua Tagovailoa at
0: Baltimore.
1: (laughs) I I I don't know. I'm not I think uh, they're going to come down to earth here. New England looked really bad last week, and I don't think Baltimore will, that'll happen to them. Be honest with you.
0: Well, I, I here's my reasoning. Uh, realistically, Joe Flacco played pretty damn well against against the Baltimore off or Baltimore defense last week. All right. Granted, the Jets only put up nine points because they could not convert in the red zone and they couldn't really get anything done. But if you're they talking move
1: the ball, they they moved the they
0: ball very well. The difference between the Jets and the Dolphins is. The Dolphins have Tyreek Hill. The Dolphins have Jalen Waddle. What we saw from Chase Edmonds last week was nothing but putrid, but they have a good core of running backs. The Jets really, I don't think, knew what they wanted to do going into last week's game. Like, Brees Hall's utilization was awful. I mean, let's be straight up. And we'll get into the Jets here in a second, but Baltimore's defense didn't really show me anything. I didn't see much out of them defensively that would lead me to say, oh, they're going to be a stopper this week against Miami. Now, granted, I think Baltimore, I think Lamar's going to have a good game against Miami's defense. I think Rashad Bateman will finally come out of the woodwork this week because he had a slow week one and put up some really nice numbers this week. As far as Tua goes, I think this game's going to be pretty evenly matched. Miami looked good last week. They blew New England out of the water. Tua played very well. Is Baltimore's defense better than New England's? Yes. But realistically, I think Tua has the weapons around him now to where we're going to really see Tua. And they have him as a consensus 17 right behind Wentz. I think realistically he's going to have a top 10 week this week. And I'm rolling the dice on Tua Tagovailoa to hit that elite group
1: of receivers that he has. I actually like uh, for this week. I, I like Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr against uh, shocking the Cardinals. Cardinals got shellacked last week. They're going to get Cardinals did get
0: shellacked week. last week, huh? um, which means you should probably play Renfro the, if you have him too. I would agree with that. I think Renfro is an auto start this week. If you have him, yeah. you can wide receiver I, to him
1: or flex him. I would. Absolutely. I just think Derek Carr is going to have a big comeback game this week. He turned the ball over a couple times last week. That kind of hurt him. But I just I think he'll look a lot better this week. Uh, get, I, I would I would definitely start Derek Carr.
0: Getting into running backs real quick. Um, obviously, you know who you know who you are starting. But our big question marks this week. One guy that I really don't like is Cordero Patterson at the Rams. I I don't see him repeating what he did in week one. Granted, Cordero had a pretty stellar week one, but I think that this Rams defense is going to play much better than they did against Buffalo. I think they're going to snap back into... So you're saying don't play Cordero Patterson? I'm saying sit Cordero Patterson this week. I think that he's going to be deemed pretty ineffective. At the end of the day... That linebacking core, you're going to have Bobby Wagner sitting there just waiting for Cordero Patterson to run those routes out, those out routes and over the middle. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball much. I don't think their offensive line is good enough to stack up against Aaron Donald and that Rams defense. Cordero Patterson scares the shit out of me this week. And I'm going to tell you who else does. Don't sell your soul for Jeff Wilson. Okay. San Francisco is playing Seattle. Okay. And I'm not gonna lie, I think the Seattle Seahawks are on a little bit of a high right now. I don't think Jeff Wilson was very ineffective last was very effective last week after Elijah Mitchell went down. I know people were selling all the way out to get him on waivers this week. If he's on your bench, uh, his his utilization, his starting percentage is up 30%. So obviously people are starting him. He worries me against the Seattle defense.
1: Another guy I don't like this week, to be honest with you, I don't like Cam Akers against the Atlanta Falcons. I don't, I don't like Cam Akers at all. That one's really interesting. I man. actually like Henderson again. Falcons.
0: I, I do team. too. I think realistically, we still don't know who the number one guy is yeah. for the Rams.
1: I, I, would have to say, I, I, have, even I would have it. to say that it's, it's not Cam Akers. I wasn't even gonna <laughs> pull. Trigg can't run right in between in the, the tackles, dude. Let's, let's be honest. I know. I've seen him last week, the few times he touched the ball. He was getting stuffed in the backfield.
0: I, it, it, he just doesn't seem like he has He's trying the to get juice, He's man. He's trying to make yeah. moves as
1: soon as he gets the ball.
0: And, you know, Daryl Henderson's just getting the ball and running it down your throat. Exactly. And that's what that Rams offense needs. And so, right. for right now, personally, I'm laying off of both Rams running backs. I, I don't think you can start either of them. But if you have to pick one, I think you got to go Darrell Henderson this week because Cam Akers just – he did not get a carry in the first quarter of the last game. And if you're starting him, that's going to massacre you off the out of the gate. Uh, so I would lay way off of the Rams' backs. Uh, another team where I would just lay off their backs completely is New England Patriots.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you Damian Harris. I, I wouldn't touch Damian Harris. This you week. can't
0: trust Damian Harris. You can't trust Rod Moore Stevenson, and realistically, I like Stevenson better than Harris. I, I as, as an overall player, yes, yeah, Stevenson might be a, a smidge better than Damian Harris, but as a fantasy start, y- you can't do it. You just can't do that to yourself. Um, let's talk pass catchers. Cortland Sutton. Denver Broncos are playing Houston this week, and Cortland Sutton is consensus-ranked wide receiver 12. And I'll be honest with you. After what I saw on Monday night, I don't know if I feel confident starting any Broncos receiver, but they are playing the Houston Texans, who shocked us all last week. I don't think they'll shock us again, and I don't think Denver will play as poorly as they did on Monday. With that said, I liked Jerry Judy better than Sutton. I get it; Sutton didn't get a didn't get his share of the targets. But after what I saw, I think Jerry Judy's an almost an auto start this week. The guy start him every week all over the field.
1: Jerry Judy ate. All right, he He absolutely ate. Separation. Sutton's having a hard time getting separation.
0: Jerry Judy was four receptions for 102 yards and a touchdown. With the same amount of receptions, Sutton got 72 yards and no tuds. Realistically, they're both viable start candidates, but Jerry Judy seems like he's going to establish himself as the number one. We'll know more this week. But one that concerned me was Javante Williams. As far as the passing goes, he got 12 targets for 11 receptions, 65 yards, which didn't really blow me out of the water. And as far as running it, the ball? The,
1: f- the fumbles kind of hurt toward his yeah. hurdles, too. He, t- two uh, fumbles. The turnover deal, I mean, him and Gordon both turned the ball over. So they got to clean that up. They that basically it. cost them the game. They both turned the ball over inside the five-yard line. What's interesting to me, which we haven't seen yet, is who's going to be the red
0: zone guy there? Who's going to be the one no. that gets those carries close to the goal line? And everybody thought it was going to be Melvin Gordon. I'm not so sure. I, Melvin Gordon got 12 rushes last week. Javante Williams got more receptions than he, did running, than he did running play. Right. So I don't know. That's another duo there that I'm kind of concerned about, and I think we might have been a little bit high on Javante Williams. I think everybody might have been a little high on him. I don't think anybody expected to see Melvin Gordon get more rushes than Javante Williams. True. And, and that, that kind of threw up a red flag for me. But as far as Broncos receivers go, K.J. Hamler was supposed to be the number three guy, and he got one target for no receptions. Right. So it's going to be Judy and
1: Sutton's show. And well, I, I I think it's going to all change this week, to be honest with you, especially in Denver. I, I think you're going to see a lot of things change. They're going to look a lot better. They look like shit. You, you can tell. They look rusty. All these teams are coming out rusty. The teams that are coming out hotter, the teams that are that have played their guys the whole preseason, it obviously matters. It obviously makes a difference. Geno Smith got just about every rep in the preseason. The last game, he started and played the whole game. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah.
0: I, I think that that's definitely an issue that needs to be. Yeah, it's rust.
1: And, yeah. and if and if anybody thinks that, you know, even even a, even a guy like uh, Lamar Jackson, because he hasn't played in how long? He looked like shit. He was rusty. They won. They won easily, but he was rusty. He wasn't himself. Um, <clears> delving <throat> a little bit deeper down the board. I have of... I, I, one thing. I love Julio Jones this week.
0: Julio Jones.
1: Well, if you're not going to see, if Godwin is out. Godwin still be
0: questionable. It. We don't. Know I, for I don't sure. think
1: Godwin's playing. To be honest with you, I see Julio Jones taking a huge step into that defense.
0: Well, Julio into Jones definitely got his he's, fair he's gonna, share of targets last. And week.
1: believe me, New Orleans Saints are going to have a hard time covering him.
0: Yep. Julio Jones was targeted five times, three, three receptions, sixty-nine yards. Uh, obviously, Godwin was three for three. If you take those and split them between Julio Jones and Mike Evans, I, I just don't
1: think Godwin's going to play.
0: I think they might give Godwin a week off.
1: Be, I, I think they should just so he. I'll
0: be honest, we he can you. heal up. A little we bit. didn't see the full extent of the Buccaneers' offense.
1: In no, week you've one. seen a piece, of, and they won easy. It's that's what the funny part was. So they, they won easy. I don't know. I don't really know what to expect. Um, if you have
0: Julio Jones though, and you want to toss him into your flex.
1: No, I would. I would say start Julio Jones this week. You think Julio Jones is going to be a viable wide receiver absolutely, too? Absolutely, absolutely. I
0: I personally don't think we saw enough. Russell Gage him. is
1: a joke. Start Julio Jones. Is that your start of the week? That's my start of the week. I, I'm.
0: I don't have the balls that Uncle Sam does because I have Julio Jones on my roster and I don't even have the balls to flex him this week because realistically. He only got I lo- three I receptions.
1: So I, I need more than that, especially if you're playing PPR. Well, like I said, if Chris Godwin is not going to play, which I don't think he's going to, and if he does, I think it'll be limited. I think yeah. Julio Jones is going to have a huge game. Um,
0: a couple other guys. Allen Robinson, consensus receiver,
1: 27. No. Are, we, are we really talking about Yes, right we are. Now? So you're going to say play Allen Robinson? No. I would say bench Allen Robinson on your bench and never put him in. Thank you. You just took the words out of Thank my you. mouth. Thank <laughs> you. That's my fuck? sit
0: of the week is Allen Robinson against the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Oh, by the way, I, I love Gabriel Davis this week against the Titans. Love it. Love it.
0: Uh, Allen Robinson against the Atlanta Falcons. Consensus receiver 27, do not play Allen Robinson.
1: Allen Robinson is the biggest bust in NFL history.
0: Every week. Allen Robinson. Every
1: the only person I wouldn't play before Allen Robinson is Dak Prescott. Well, Dak
0: Prescott. Luckily, nobody has to worry about playing him for a while. But Allen Rob, you you can't play Allen Robinson. Uh, you just
1: can't do it. No. Don't do it to yourself. Over the last year, he hasn't showed you enough to Pick play. Pick up him. Braxton Berrios there you before go. you play Allen Robinson. I, I, honest to God, I would
0: agree with that. I would play Braxton Berrios over Allen Robinson. But two guys that I definitely think you do want to play this week. I love Christian Kirk against the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. The Colts did not play well last week, and I love him running, around all that,
1: all, running around that secondary. I like that.
0: Realistically, Jacksonville didn't play that well either against the Commanders, but. Christian Kirk had 12 targets. Granted, he only pulled six of them in, but 12 targets for 117 yards. And
1: that was – Jacksonville wasn't that effective. You know Lawrence is looking for him. Yes, exactly. And that's what he should be doing. And the Colts looked so putrid last week. I don't think they – you know what? They were rusty. They were rusty too. I think all these teams were rusty last week. I think – I have a feeling all these teams that laid an egg last week – are going to come out and look a lot better than they did last week. I agree with that. I think that week two will be a whole different story. I think it means a lot. And like I said, Gabriel Davis against the Titans. Love it. Love it. Love it. Big receiver running around in that secondary. I love it. Love it. So, okay. Gabe Davis. Let's talk a
0: little bit about Gabe Davis. He's consensus receiver 15, slotting in right in between Brendan Cooks and Terry McLaurin. Okay. I agree with Uncle Sam in the fact that I'd probably start him over McLaurin and I'd probably start him over Brendan Cooks. Brendan Cooks against Denver
1: this week. Realistically, I th- I think All that Gabriel Davis does is catch touchdowns. Fricking guy's a touchdown machine, dude. Because everyone's looking for Stefan. Yes. All Everybody's the time. looking for Diggs, And this guy, he's for some reason or another, every time I see a pass thrown of this guy. There ain't nobody with a 10 yards. Of him. No, it's fucking really ridiculous. Not. And he kind of just jogs into the end zone. He did it last year in the playoffs in Kansas city. He had two huge touchdowns at the end of that game. The guy, that's all he does. He gets touchdowns.
0: Yeah. And, and that's kind of guy. And he, he does it well. And he does it with style and his rapport with Josh Allen is getting better and better.
1: Obviously improved in the off season. He, Gabe a, Davis, a big receiver. And I, I think that's, that means a lot. He's that, he's that, julio jones mike evans type of physical receiver yes
0: and he was five for four with 88 yards and a touchdown in week one and i think you could expect him to put up very similar yes. numbers in week two um if if you have him he's a must flex most likely a wide receiver too in 90 of leagues uh the only thing that worries me about him is he only had four receptions and Josh well, well, Allen,
1: I understand what you're saying. He's not getting
0: targeted he and digs Josh Allen showed us. He's going yeah. to spread the ball around. So one of these he days it. last week, Dawson Knox didn't get any Dawson Knox didn't get any looks. One of these weeks exactly. is going to be Gabe Davis's week to not get any looks. I don't think it's going to be this week though. And I think Gabe Davis will have a great week against Tennessee. Um, I got another guy that I wouldn't play this week. Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith was, I mean, nothing but crickets in week one. Devonta Smith did not even get a reception in week one. A.J. Brown came into that team and scooped up every single reception That they had. He took all of it. Uh, Against Minnesota this week, I think Devontae Smith is a must-sit. I don't think they know his role in this offense now with A.J. Brown, with Dallas Goddard, with all of the pass-catching backs they have. I don't think they know what Devontae Smith is going to be yet, and I'm not taking that risk on him. This week against Minnesota, Devontae Smith is staying glued to my bench. There is one guy that I absolutely love this week against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Anybody care to guess? Coming off of a win last week in Atlanta... (laughs)
1: Are you going to say Jarvis Landry?
0: I am going to say Jarvis Landry this week is a must flex for me. If you've got this guy, toss him in your flex. Seven receptions, 114 yards. He didn't get the touchdown. Both touchdown receptions went to Michael Thomas. But if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers showed me anything this week, it was that they can shut down a number one receiver because they kept CeeDee Lamb very, very quiet. And I think Michael Thomas is going to be quiet this week. I don't necessarily know if you sit him. But I think Jarvis Landry could really, really reestablish himself as a solid number two this
1: year. Either that, or he's going to be a number one, and Chris Olave, the rookie, has his breakout in this game. Especially if they're going to roll coverage toward Michael Thomas.
0: I would like to think that Alave's going to pop in this game. I just think... He's going to sooner or
1: later. He's going. I agree with you.
0: He's going to sooner or later. I yeah. think that... This Tampa Bay defense is realistically the highlight of the team at this point, especially the secondary. I'm laying off Chris Olave a little bit this week because you have veteran safeties against a young receiver, and, and I really think that Jarvis Landry could be the guy that opens himself up in this game again for the second week in a row. Kind of like Odell well, most, Beckham did both, in the playoff game last these teams now
1: run a three-wide-out set. Mm-hmm. So the third guy in, in going up against a good secondary is going to get hammered with targets. That's usually what happens in these games. Um, and he's, gonna, he's a real nice third guy. I mean, he's, he's going to be there, I'm telling you.
0: My sleeper this week, and the guy that I am starting in my flex – Is Tennessee Titans wide receiver Traylon Burks okay against the Buffalo Bills against the number one rated defense? I am going to start Traylon Burks. Ryan Tannehill doesn't like his new toy, Robert Woods. We saw it last week, he barely looked to him, unfortunately. Robert Woods, I don't think, is going to be Tennessee's answer for losing A.J. Brown. So what does that mean? Traylon Burks is going to have to come on quick. Traylon Burks is going to have to be effective quick. He had a decent little game last week against the Giants. Five targets, three receptions, 55 yards, no tuds. Hilliard Hilliard got two touchdowns last week. Guess what? That ain't going to happen again. It's just not going to happen. Realistically, if you look at this list of receivers for the Titans, there's one name on there that stands out, and that's Traylon Burks. Tannehill has to utilize him because if he's not going to utilize Robert Woods, they're not going to win that many football games. They don't have that much receiver talent and or depth, and you can't rely on Derrick Henry for everything. So I think Traylon Burks... Consensus receiver, 53, two spots behind Robert Woods. I'm playing him over Robert Woods this week. I think this is going to be the week where Trelon Burks shows that he has Jamar Chase's ability. Because I think that Traylon Burks is that good of a receiver. Is he going to copy Jamar Chase's numbers from last year? No. But at the end of the day, one of these rookie receivers has to set themselves apart from the rest. And I've said from the beginning for weeks on this show that I think it's going to be Traylon Burks, and I think this is the week that we finally see it happen. We are in a 14-team league for the most part, right? And it's like tight end hell trying to find anybody to stream, trying to pick anybody up off the waiver where I know I have George Kittle, and I took Kyle Rudolph late and Kyle Rudolph was inactive last week, and I was scrambling to find somebody just to toss in there. Well, this is what I have to say. If you've got Mark Andrews, if you've got Travis Kelsey, God bless you because you don't have to worry about these problems. Um, My sit of the week this week is going to be Dalton Schultz versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, there's two ways you can look at this. Dak Prescott missing from that offense means that Cooper Rush might have to depend on Dalton Schultz to stay alive.
1: Or you can look at it from the standpoint. Dalton Schultz did nothing until Cooper Rush came in. He did nothing until And he started to get targeted when Cooper Rush came in.
0: Now, I'll say this much. I think Cincinnati is going to come out red fucking hot this week. I think they're going to come out with something to prove after... They got embarrassed last week against their tribe. So You're saying to sit him. I'm sitting Dalton Schultz this week. Okay. Because outside of Ezekiel Elliott, I am not confident in any Cowboy this week. I'm not confident in CeeDee Lamb. I am not confident in Tony Pollard. We don't know what this offense is going to be anymore. We didn't really know what it was going to be from the beginning, and guess what? With Dak Prescott, it was a fucking shit show. Without Dak Prescott... We're gonna have more of a shit show against the hungry Cincinnati defense, against the team that really needs to come out and get a win this week. I, I can't realistically start Dalton Schultz.
1: Yeah, I like Fryermouth against New England Patriots. I, I just think he he has a a chance to really break out this week. New England looked bad last week. And uh you said it yourself. You don't think that they'll win. Five games this year. Well, so. here's the numbers on Fryermuth from
0: last week. He was the Steelers' leading receiver. He had 10 targets, only pulled in 5 receptions, but had 75 yards. So, let's be real. Mitch Trubisky is relying on Pat Fryermuth. You have to utilize him. Uh, honest to God, it, he's consensus tight end 10. I think this week he's consensus tight end top 5 tight end this week because... New England was fucking
1: awful. New England was awful. And because Trubisky gave him 10 targets. Trubisky doesn't have total confidence in that receiving core over there. No. And I think he, and if you got a guy that's struggling with the receivers, he's going to throw the tight end more.
0: Well, I mean, here you go. Fryer moves with 10 targets. Deontay Johnson had 12. Right. Uh, Claypool had six. Najee Harris only had two, which was mind-boggling. We need to talk about him because his status for this weekend's up in the air. George Pickens had three. So, obviously, Trubisky has faith in Pat Fryermuth. You're probably starting Pat Fryermuth if you got him, unless you got one of the top three tight ends. But you got to go with him this week. But I will say this. My play of the week... Is Noah Fan against San Francisco. You better hope to God on that one. Noah Fant, tight end consensus 25. I'm sorry. I think Noah Fant is one of the most underrated talents at the tight end position in the NFL. he has all the intangibles to be that big bodied, quicker than usual receiving tight end. I, I really think that this week will be the week he comes on. Um He's in a new place and a new team, and they utilized Will Disley a little bit more than him last week. Disley had three targets for 43 yards and a touchdown. Noah Fant, only, Noah Fant had one more target with one with the same amount of receptions, only 16 yards. I'm not sold on Will Disley. That's part of the reason why I'm sold on Noah Fant, because Will Disley always has those sneaky good games, and then he goes silent for three or four weeks. And then he comes back. I think, as far as tight ends go on that offense, Noah Fant will be the more consistent option. I don't. I wouldn't sell my soul for Will Disley at this point because, again, awake one week, asleep the next. Uh, real quick before we end today's show, uh, Najee Harris. My I, pick
1: of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers against New England Patriots. Well,
0: Pittsburgh's defense looked awesome last week. Yeah, And New England's offense pick of the week. didn't look like they could do absolute fuck all last week. Um, my play of the week as far as defense goes, I am actually going to take the New York Giants against the Carolina Panthers. Oh, wow. Uh, I think that the Giants looked better than expected last week as a team as a whole. Uh, their defense was a little sleepy, though, out of the gate. I think they're going to knock some of that rust off this week. And Carolina didn't show me anything last week. I think the Giants could have a big week against the Panthers. If you need to stream defense for whatever reason,
1: I think I would take the Giants. I like uh, the Cincinnati Bengals against the Dallas Cowboys. You know they're playing at Dallas. I I like the defense to really stand out there, especially if Cooper Rush is the guy. Correct. You know they're going to bring it after him. And... uh, they got potential to score a lot of points
0: yeah. this week. So definitely, if you have Cincinnati's offense, you're starting them against a Dakless Cowboys. Real any, quick, any honestly,
1: I, I think you better sit Tennessee's defense this week. They're at Buffalo. You better I, I play would, Buffalo's defense. I would definitely sit. Oh, there. Buffalo's defense is an, yeah. in, is an automatic. Spot. I, I would sit Tennessee's defense this week. Uh, and, and Chicago.
0: Real quick before we end today's show. Najee Harris's status for this weekend is in question. Uh, he could either be on a snap count or out altogether to heal up from a little bang-up he had last week. If he is out and you are the Najee Harris owner, get out on that waiver wire and try and get running back Jalen Warren. He will be Najee Harris' number two and probably come in to replace him. God knows how much of the target share he will get, but it looks like Jalen Warren could be the number one running option with Najee harris's status for this weekend in question and now we turn to bruce with today's fact of the day random fact bruce's random fact of the day let's hear it bruce are you
1: ready for it oh christ did you know that penguins fly underwater say that again
0: off. fly underwater. That was absolutely awful. No, it wasn't. That's your random facts. Goodbye. You can't fly if you're underwater, dick. That's swimming. They swim so well underwater that it seems as if they were flying. But that doesn't mean the penguins flying. can swim they're up to flying, speeds of 25 miles per hour. They're still swimming. Yeah, but. You can they, only fly if you're in the air. Yeah, but birds don't. They're the bird that doesn't fly. So. When they're in the water, so they don't they're fly. Flying. You just said yeah, they, they do. don't fly. They're like the ocean's birds. You can't fly if you're underwater. They're you're like, swimming. You,
1: so, Thank you guys so oh much my for God. listening. What Apologies for that. That God. was awful. What Have was a said, great week. Never do that again. That, and that's going to be my every week thing. Am I perfect?